Welcome to Jury Duty. I'm Chris Terracon, subbing today for Carrie and Tholis. This season of Jury Duty explores the trial of Michael Barrison, who was charged with the attempted murders of Lauren Canarak and Robert Goodwin in Long Valley, New Jersey. Canarak was struck in the chest by two bullets from Barrison's weapon, and, as it was undisputed that Barrison fired those shots, his legal team argued that he was not guilty because he was legally insane at the time of the shooting, and, in the alternative, because he fired those shots in self-defense. In our last episode, we began our review of defense attorney Edward Belinkus's cross-examination of Mr. Goodwin. In this installment, we continue our look at Belinkus's cross-examination of that witness as he seeks to delve deeper into the recordings made by the witness of the defendant and others on the Barrison farm. That's all coming up right after the break. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. At the end of our last episode, Judge Stephen Taylor adjourned day four of the trial of Michael Barrison. On the morning of April 1st, 2022, day five of the trial begins with Robert Goodwin retaking the stand. On this day, Goodwin wears a gray suit with a purple shirt, and unlike yesterday, his shirt collar is open and he wears no tie. After the witness is re-sworn, defense attorney Edward Belinkus begins his questioning for the day. Mr. Goodwin, when we broke yesterday, we were talking about uh, the secret recordings that you and Lauren Canarak made. Do you recall that uh, conversation? I do. And, and so, I'm clear, you, Lauren Canarak, and her father knew that you were secretly recording conversations, correct? I, I know. Does Lauren know? Well, I think she was aware at some point, yes. Well, wasn't it Lauren's idea? to secretly record these conversations? I don't believe it was my idea. Did you talk to her about your idea? May have brought it up. You may have? May have brought it up after I ordered. When did you bring it up? I'm not sure today. Did you discuss the recordings with her father? I'm sure I may have. Did you have a discussion with anyone prior to starting those recordings as to whether or not they were legal? Objection. What's the relevance, Mr. Blankus? Move on. That question is stricken. Move on. Now, you, you testified yesterday that every single recording that you made in the stable area, and I'm referring to that big building that includes where the horses are housed, the clubroom, and the office, were made from Lauren Cataract's locker. Yeah, or, or my pocket in transport. Right. Now, did you meet with an attorney, Edward David, on August 6th? I did. And, and did you discuss with him these recordings? I do not recall. You have no recollection of discussing? I do not. I show you the transcript of the recording that you made and ask you to take a look at that and see if that refreshes your recollection. Belinkus hands the witness the document. But does that refresh your recollection as to whether or not you, Lauren Canarak, and her father 
were in his lawyer's office discussing these recordings. Yeah, they were speaking about it. I mentioned... Uh, no, 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 not, not what you mentioned. Just, it, it's a yes or no yes, question. Was, just answer and then wait for the follow-up question. And during that meeting, did Lauren Canarak mention that she had a recording or the recordings were made in her locker, as you have testified to? Yes, I put the recordings in her locker. Okay, and, and Lauren Canarak tells that to the lawyer, correct? Yes. And then after she says that, did you say... At least that recording, anyway. Ha ha! Did you make that statement? Says I did. Yes. Now, yesterday, you were asked by the prosecutor whether or not you owned a gun. Correct. Correct. And your answer was no. Correct. Correct. Uh, did you ever post a picture of a nine-millimeter handgun on your Facebook account? Perhaps. Can we be heard at sidebar, Your Honor? Sure. After a brief sidebar conversation, defense attorney Belinkus is allowed to show the witness a Facebook record of his account. I show you what has been marked D100A3, which is a Facebook record of your account. And ask you to take a look at that. Do we have a date, Mr. Belinkus? Yes, Judge. For context, please. February 22nd, 2018. And there's a picture that attached to it. Can you look at both of those, please? Okay. Did you post a picture of a 9mm handgun on that day? It appears to be, yes. When you say it appears to be? I don't remember the post. Did you indicate in the comment section regarding that gun that there were bullets for that gun? I did. Now, you indicated yesterday that you're not really familiar with guns, correct? I don't know if I said I was unfamiliar with them or I'm not a gun guy. What's the difference in your mind? I mean, I've used guns before and I know how to use a gun. I know about gun safety. For instance, uh, you're a Marine, correct? Correct. You were trained with respect to weapons, correct? Correct. And hand-to-hand -hand combat, correct? Correct. Blinkus next moves on to ask the witness about his handling of Blink surveillance cameras around the house where he and Miss Canarak were residing. Yesterday, on direct examination, you said you turned off your Blink cameras, correct? Correct. When did you do that? Uh, I don't recall when I was going up and down the hallway. How many days before the shooting? I think the camera was hooked up for one day. And when did uh, you hook it up approximately? So the day before the shooting. And sometimes during that afternoon I turned it off. The day before the shooting? No, sometime that day of the shooting. The shooting occurred somewhere around uh, 2 o'clock, correct? Yes. Do you recall receiving at approximately 1.42 a clip from your blank camera? Do I rec No. Why would I recall that? Mr. Goodwin, I show you D100C141 and refer you to August 7th. Can, can you look at those notations on there? Again, Belinkus shows Mr. Goodwin the message sent to the witness from the Blink camera. Judge, can we be heard at sidebar while the witness is looking at that? Sure. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.
After the sidebar requested by Prosecutor Shellhorn, Edward Belinkus renews his question of Robert Goodwin about his operation of the Blink surveillance camera. Mr. Goodwin, you have no idea, according to your testimony, correct me if I'm wrong, that when you turned off this Blink camera, correct? Uh, correct. I, I stated that I was going through the hallway, Lauren was sitting outside, so the camera was making notification sounds constantly, so I turned it off sometime during, okay. during that. Now, the day that the town came, which was August 6th, and kicked Michael Barrison out of the stable, on that day, the camera was working, correct? And I don't recall specifically. Okay, well, didn't you send a clip of Ruth Cox entering the farmhouse to Lauren Cataract. Yeah, I, I specifically remember the video where uh, Ruth came into my house. So on the 6th, we know it was working, correct? Correct. Now, right before the shooting, did you hear Lauren Cataract say to Michael Barrison something about objection? Hearsay. Judge Taylor hears the objection at sidebar and appears to ask defense attorney Belinkus to rephrase his question. Mr. Goodwin, after you had your conversation with Michael Barrison on the day in question, right before the shooting, your girlfriend, Warren Cataract, comes outside, correct? Correct. She walks past you, correct? Correct. Did you hear any conversation between her and Michael Barrison? I did. And what did you hear? Not word for word, but I think she wanted to figure out how we could fix it, how we could fix the situation. Lauren said she wanted to fix it, or Michael Barrison said? No, Michael spoke to me, right. and then Lauren said, I'll talk to him, you know, if he wants to fix it. Okay, she said that to you or to Michael Barrison? She said, I'll talk to him to me. And she didn't get to say much to Michael before he pulled up the gun. He wasn't there for a conversation. He was there to kill All right, uh, hold on. Don't just answer the question, okay? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. When you say she didn't say much, I'm asking you specifically, you were right there, correct? I think she got in the middle of a sentence and he shot her. What was she saying at the time she was shot? I'm not 100% sure. Irrespective of whether you're sure or no, not. He said he's not sure. What do you want him to say? Did you ever tell the police in your official statement that night that Lauren Canarak spoke to Michael Barrison? She did. I'm saying I'm not sure what she said. My question is, did you tell the police that Lauren Cataract said anything to Barrison before he shot her? I'm not 100% sure. Blankus then moves on to another line of questioning. Now, this arrangement that was made with regards to trading your work for living accommodations, at some point in time, did you give Michael Barrison a bill for your work? Before the shooting up. Did you discuss with Lauren Tannerack and her father you giving Barrison a bill for your work? I definitely discussed with Lauren since the horses that were supposed to be there a good time before the actually the one horse got there, saying I'd like to get caught up and send him a bill since the horses did not come. And did Lauren tell you that if you did that, you would undermine our entire plan and ruin everything? I think what, what was mentioned when we talked about the bill was that she wanted to use that for training of the horses. So she did not want me to give a bill. She wanted to train the horses. And, and do you recall her telling you that if you did, you would ruin your plan with her? I just said what I recalled. Blinkus again shows the witness text messages to refresh his recollection. 
Does that refresh your recollection as to whether or not you had that conversation with Lauren? Well, Lauren sent me a text message and I just explained what I remembered. When you had that conversation with Lauren Kenarak, did she well, express- Hold on, you're referring to a text message? No, I'm referring to the conversation that he said he remembered had. With regards to that conversation, were you and Lauren Kenarak concerned about you losing your living accommodations on the farm? Not at all. Did you and Lauren Kenarak have a, and the father, have a conversation about scaring Michael Barrison? I don't recall, it's a very vague question. Did you ever intend on scaring Michael Barrison? I don't know what that refers to. Making him afraid of Lauren? I, I did not believe so. Once again, the defense attorney shows Mr. Goodwin the text message exchange between himself, his girlfriend, and her father. Can you please look at that? And that's a conversation between you and the father and Lauren, correct? When you say conversation, Mr. Balinkis, let's, let's be clear. I mean, conversation has a certain meaning. Understood. All right, so if it's a text message, please refer to it as a text message so there's no confusion for the jurors or for the record. Yes. Thank you. Understood. Is, is this a text message to me? Is that what it looks like? Yes. Uh, so what's the question? Does that refresh your recollection as to whether or not in a text message you, Lauren Cataract, and her father were discussing having to scare Michael Barrison. Judge, I have the same objection that this is hearsay. After another sidebar conversation with the lawyers, Judge Taylor asks Edward Belinkus to move on to another area of questioning. Mr. Goodwin, were you aware that Lauren Canarak had gotten access to Michael Barrison's office and taken certain things from it? I was not aware. Judge, I'm going to renew the same objection yeah. I made when this was brought up yesterday, and I think you Oh, aware of the objection. No, I, I understand that. And he said no. Okay, and I tend to use this to impeach him. And again, Judge Taylor considers Prosecutor Shellhorn's objection, this time ruling mostly in favor of the defense. For the record, the objection was overruled with my limiting instructions. I'm going to show you a text message from Lauren Canarac to you on July 11th, 2019, and I'm going to refer you specifically to item number 4844 and ask you to read that to see if it refreshes your recollection with regards to whether or not you were aware that Lauren Canarac had access to Michael Barrison's office on that day. I don't know what this is in regards to. I don't understand your answer. I, I don't read the text. I read the text. And, and it's your testimony that that doesn't refresh your recollection as to whether or not you were aware. I, I that don't. Your girlfriend had access to Michael Barrison's office. I don't understand what I just got access to Michael's office. Did Michael say you could go into my office? I don't understand that. All right, move on, Mr. Belinkus. There's no context. Now, when, to your knowledge, did. Michael Barrison or anyone associated with his company ask you and Lauren to leave the property? I think there was a general sense of wanting us to leave, but I don't think until the attorney was involved is when, when it was considered serious. On July 25th, 2019, were you concerned that you were going to be thrown off the property on that day? Like I said, there's a little bit of tension, but they didn't ask us to leave, I don't think, at that date. When you say a little bit of tension, would you agree with me that it was a lot more than a little bit? I could tell you I didn't really understand what the problem was. Okay, but you did understand that there was, in fact, a problem with your girlfriend 
and basically everyone at Michael Barrison's facility, correct? When you would have to ask them, but I understood there were to be a problem, which was an uncomfortable situation. Okay. She had a problem with Justin Harden, based on your observations, correct? But yes. I mean, but they talked afterwards, so no. I mean, I mean, are you asking if Justin hated her? I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. If Justin no, he's not. He's not asking that question. And don't 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 speak was about a that. Problem based on your observations between your girlfriend and Justin Harden. I said she she wasn't happy with the way Justin rode Evie, the horse, the one horse. And was there a problem, based on your observations, with your girlfriend and Mary Haskins? There was something going on between them. Now, when you say something going on, you were aware of numerous Facebook postings that your girlfriend posted disparaging people that worked at the facility, correct? I mean, I don't think they liked each other. Okay, but I can't say specific. But you were aware of certain attacks by your girlfriend on social media against these people, correct? Somewhat. Yeah, when you say these people, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's, right. that's could be a big universe. I'm talking universe. about Michael Barrison and, and Mary Haskins. I thought we were talking about Mary Haskins. I'm unclear of what the problem was between those two. So, At any point during this uh, situation, did Lauren Canarak declare war against them? To your knowledge, I, I don't know. How about the father? Do you recall the father ever saying Judge, this? Is yeah, a, again, this is hearsay, hearsay Mr. Belinkus. Objection sustained. Now, did Lauren Canarak ever suggest that you punch Mary Haskins in the face? You're afraid, Judge. I think this is hearsay as well. Judge Taylor sustains this objection, and Belinkus moves on in his questioning. You'll agree with me that. With respect to everything that was going on, there were communications either by text message or emails between you, Lauren Cataract, and her father throughout the entire time, correct? It's very vague, but yes, there are text threads of me, Lauren, and Jonathan on. For instance, with regards to you turning Michael Barrison into the town and having him kicked out of the stadiums, Prior to that, you talked to Lord Cataract and the father about that, correct? I don't recall. Belinkus yet again shows Goodwin text exchanges between himself, his girlfriend, and her father. Does that refresh your recollection as to whether, at least with regards to you turning Michael Barrison into the town and getting him kicked out, that you, Lauren, and the father discussed that in text I, mean, I, I do see the text message here, yes. And does that refresh your recollection as to whether you talked about that prior to it happening? I think that is the day that it happened. But prior to the actual town coming, correct? I think it's the day I filed. I, I brought the paper over there. And they came, what, the next day? I believe so. Now, why why did you turn Michael Barrison into the town? All my work throughout the year, I didn't receive one, one cent. And if he was trying to, if communications broke down to the point where I felt like we were leaving and there was no communication of paying for my services, it was in a uh, kind of a way to repossess my work. I thought they were going to come in and, and give him a fine and he was going to have to pay it and then go through inspection processes. And when we first started this process, especially at the barn, I told Michael as the owner, he can pull permits legally. He doesn't need to be a licensed contractor. The defense attorney shows the witness his complaint letter to the town of Washington Township. Is this the letter that you brought to the town? It is. And who wrote this letter? You or Lauren? I dictated to Lauren. 
Now, you indicated that you sent this letter because at that point you didn't think you were going to get paid for your work? That was, the there were several, several reasons. What are the other reasons? The uh, fire hazard with a barn that was left on overnight and the uh, refusal to turn it off while the, while the girl was heading up to sleep and code violations. And, and you've been working there for a year and a half. Why all of a sudden did code violations bother you? It's not right. my responsibility to file permits, the owners. My question is, why did you wait a year and a half to file this letter with the town? I just told you our deal was not going through, so there was no payment, no form of payment for my work. Had you, you hadn't given Michael Barrison a bill, correct? No. You're sure of that? The agreement was trade for the trading of the horses. You brought it up earlier that Lauren wasn't happy with that deal. And when you say the agreement trading for the horses, the whole time you were living in his house free of charge other than what's paid for boarding horses, correct? The agreement to live in the house was to upend our lives to go train with Michael from the original agreement of bringing the two horses, all-inclusive. When you say upend your lives, isn't it a fact that Lauren Cataract saw the possibility of training with the world-class dressage Olympian was to her advantage? To her advantage? You're asking him about <clears throat> Ms. Canarac's state of mind? He just made a statement as to why he came right. here. Upend our lives. So upend our lives. Would it be better for your life specifically? Not at all. Were you living in nicer accommodations up there? In North Carolina, yes. Belinkus shows Goodwin the bill that the witness prepared for Michael Barrison. Isn't it a fact that on June 18, 2019, you submitted a bill to Michael Barrison for your work? That was not submitted, no. Did you write that up? I did write that up. Why would you write up a bill and not submit it to Barrison? The text message you referred to from Lauren about not giving the bill. That's why he didn't get the bill. So you agreed with your girlfriend not to charge him for the work that you were doing, correct? I agreed not to receive cash payment, correct? And that was your choice at that point, correct? It's a mutual decision between me and Lauren. And then when problems become, isn't it a fact that you tried to collect fifty thousand dollars for your work i think the number was in the 20s but i'm not exactly sure are you aware of the fact judge, that i'm going to object judge taylor sustains prosecutor shellhorn's objection to belinkus's questioning as irrelevant and a waste of time and with that we bring to a close this episode of jury duty the trial of michael barrison Join us on our next installment as Edward Belinkus continues his cross-examination of Robert Goodwin by seeking to delve deeper into his client's efforts to evict the witness and his girlfriend from his property. If you would like to listen to these episodes early and ad-free, head over to our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 
You can find more information about this trial on our Jury Duty Crime Story Patreon page or at crimestory.com. Jury Duty is created and produced by Carrie Antholis. It was co-produced and edited by yours truly, Chris Terracon. Music for this episode was provided by Strike Audio, and the trial audio is courtesy of Law & Crime Networks. Thank you for joining us. We hope you'll come back for the next episode of Jury Duty, The Trial of Michael Barrison.